Welcome to Date Night Podcast, a tabletop role-playing game podcast set in the homebrew world of Volunaya. Let's explore a whole new world together. While we're singing, ooh, moo, what you gonna do? You've gotta get us out of this mess we're going through. We're singing, ooh, moo, what you gonna do? You gotta get us out of here. Umu, Sundays at 8 Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on The CW. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That sold it right there. Welcome to date night. Yep. All right. So this is the Umu pilot. (laughs) Umu's field trip? Umu's trip. Umu gone wild. Umu's gone wild. Magic Umu bus. Umu's with low self-esteem. Okay. So, uh, we ready to go? Yes. All right. Last time we left are we, off. Are we recording yet? <laughs> Still, <laughs> we're over 20 minutes now. <laughs> Last time we left off with a battle with these swarms of little creatures with like uh, cilia or philia. They look I still friendly. don't know which one is which. Flagellums. Uh, being thunder waved out of existence after uh, Umu greeted them nicely and they didn't greet Umu nicely. Um, and then I think Kira's hanging back and Aaron's up oh the esophagus. <laughs> so they had sort of been dealing this acidic damage, uh, particularly to Umu, I think, was the one who got hit the most by them. Uh, after dismatch, dispatching them, there was this huge flatworm-like creature uh, that burst out of a wave of the liquid until it towered above you. Uh, turned toward you with its eyeless awareness and opened its slit of a mouth just as Kira notched an arrow and let fly. <gasps> so go ahead and roll your attack. I have to roll again? Does it look friendly? Mm-hmm. 19s from a week ago don't count anymore. They lose one for each day. So that's a 12 right now. So that's up to you if you want to keep it. They lose one for each day. That's good. <laughs> but I rolled a 19. Right, and it's still worth a 12. <laughs> can you take the 12? <laughs> yes, can I take the 12? All right, yeah, 12 plus what? 12 plus 8. We're playing D&D street rules. <laughs> plus 8? Yes, plus okay. 8. So, yeah. Uh, the arrow sails across the area between you and this worm and sticks uh, kind of unimpressively in its side based on how big it is. Go has it acted yet? Roll for damage. No, it has not. Well, it feels like it took a week for that arrow to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Must oh, be wait. the drugs. <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm gonna re-roll because I rolled both of them and I didn't establish which one was which. I guess it didn't really matter. <clears throat> I should have kept the other one. Nine total. Okay. Plus um, my second attack. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I rolled a nine again for that one. So seventeen. Told you not to roll yeah, twenties out of those. Uh, seven. Okay. They were both four, and I was taking the other one. I wasn't looking at away. So, um, the worm lets out, like, an awkward garbled roar or chortle, which shakes the room chortle? back and forth, and you kind of hear it just a... <laughs> it laughs? Yeah. When it gets hit, it's kind of a... <laughs> and then, uh... <laughs> I all had a cough drop. And then it's... <laughs> And then it looks over to your group and it actually says, Oh, 
sorry. Um, my sincerest apologies, chaps, if I've frightened you, but I assure you I mean you no harm. He's so proper. Oh. I'm sorry, I think. And the worm lowers a bit toward Pratira in particularly. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, and it undulates across the length of the exposed portions of its body as it does so. Uh, some of the smaller creatures that you had just been fighting begin to form a swarm near the island of vegetation where you're standing. Cool. And the uh, worm sort of turns itself toward one of those swarms and says, No, no, now, there will be none of that. Shoo, uh, scatter. These creatures are not to be digested. And he turns to your group, he says, oh, Sorry, mindless bunch of them, well suited to their tasks. Uh, now, where were we? Uh, oh, I yes. was apologizing for hitting you with two arrows. Oh, it's really my fault. It's my form chosen for its, uh, let's say, ability to fit in in this region, or at least be discorous, uh, decorous for our unusual locale. I'm really confused now. Is Kira saying that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are in the... Uh, the rumen of a creature at the current moment. Ew. What's a rumen? Hmm? Well, it's a... It's like a stomach. Yes. Is that a tummy? It, it is. It's an, it's an early tummy, if we would want to put it that way. An initial tummy, but a crucial one for this particular creature. Do Mosin have those? I never really thought about it. I, I might would think have they one might, I think they would be ruminants. Sure. <laughs> Google. Oh. Do Dear Google, moos have moose. Moose? <laughs> do moose? <laughs> moose have rumen? Is that the plural of moose? Are you one of those moose? <laughs> oh, well, um, yes, they do. Oh, I have one of those. Are we in you? I don't know. <laughs> oh dear God! Um, no, we we are not in a, a moose. Are you called? I'm a mosin. Oh, a, a mosin. No, I'm Aaron. Aaron, well, where, where are my manners? My name is Ingo. Ingo! Yes. Like Dingo, but worse, right? Um, sh- sure, yes, I think like Dingo, but better, but to each his own. Uh, but we are not in the in the rumen of a, a Mosin uh, at all. We are actually in the rumen of a goat, a rather important goat, a, a crucial goat, you might say, really. I was one of those once. <laughs> a crucial goat? was a crucial goat. Made some sunglasses. Well, it was a really, really wild episode. You should go listen to it. This may actually benefit us in some way. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, this goat is crucial, at least, uh, in the history of humanity on this planet. But where are my manners? I guess before I tell you too much about myself... Uh, thus cementing this form forever around your perception of me. You there, uh, the druid, the, the moosin. I am moo. Yes. Um, I understand you are a bit of a moose, but would you be a deer for a moment and help me transform into a more amenable form for your predicatitations? Excuse me, it's this worm form. It can't handle my usual vocabulary. I kind of like it. I can change myself. I'm not really sure how to change you. Uh, 
Oh, there's nothing really required on your part other than agreement. This is your trip, after all. Sure. All right. Um, So you start searching through your uh, repertoire of animals uh, in your head, other forms that this creature could take, some humanoid and some animal in nature, and uh, reach a swan. You recall a memory of when you first saw a family of, of them swimming in a quiet lake near the Moonglade, and the worm speaks up right when you do and says, Oh, uh, right there, look no further. A form more apropos you will not search out, dear friend. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still just imagining the giant tapeworm. With right. The <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Okay. All right, and as you agree, uh, you quickly shrink down a few feet into a deer folk with pointy antlers instead of the more rounded ones, 12 points or so, uh, gray-brown with black tail, and the worm starts to shrink too. No transformation seemingly evident at first, but shrinking down and down, thinner and shorter, retracting toward the surface of the water until it reaches uh, an adjacent island and you see a little cream-gold-colored swan. The bill open... As if slurping the giant worm down its relatively tiny gullet until it disappears. Um, And the swan closes its bill, waddles to the edge of its little island into the liquid, and then starts paddling towards you. It hops up onto the shore and gives a honk honk kind of a noise, cocks its head sideways, and repeats the call. (laughs) Honk honk! (laughs) <laughs> and waits expectantly. Umu, I do it back. You couldn't have done a better form. <laughs> you honk back. I honk back. And it honks. Honk, honk. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> great. So. I'm a friggin' deer now. <laughs> right. He's going to have an identity crisis. We have a deer and a goose now. Uh, what a-, a nursery rhyme. After a moment it of looking at you and seeing that you're not really understanding it, it kind of tries the call again, and it goes like, uh, and its bill opens, and its toothy tongue pops out from in its mouth and extends out to about a height of five feet or so off the ground, reveals its underside of the tongue to the party, where a slit, similar to that of the mouth of the worm, opens no! up and says, well, rather a lateral move, actually, but uh, as Alfred E. Noman is wont to say, uh, Pope. Body's perfect. <laughs> In any so case, so it's just looking at us with its tongue sticking out of its beak. Yes, and the tongue is talking, and the swan is just kind of standing there with its mouth open uh, as wide as it can, and its tongue protruding out about five feet. This I'm going to be horrible. honest. I don't like this. <laughs> Kira's right. head is in her hands, this, and she's just. Uh. This is much worse. This is much much worse. Well, um. I cast minor illusion and put a bandana over the t- over the tongue. <laughs> it's okay, it's there. Okay. Wow. Fancy. Ah, this is better. A hat really does anthropomorphize us, doesn't it? Anyway. Wait, what? <laughs> I feel it's better at, at least. Uh, I can maybe get around uh, a little bit more. Uh, I was kind of big for some of the areas in here, uh, but anyway. Uh, I do believe 
that the presence of travelers here, such as yourself, proves that I was correct in my assertions that this moment is indeed central to the fate of mankind and the future we take here uh, in terms of our direction for humanity on Earth. Now there's a manatee? No, no. Humanity, you understand? Oh, Humans. his name's Hugh. No. Humans, <laughs> the, the people that inhabit <laughs> our planet here, Earth. People that look not too unlike your... No, Mish friend, I understand. Well, I, I get, accu- no, get accused Mish, for being um, human all the time. I, I was thinking more of the archer that stuck one in my ribs. Wow. And you looked down at the swan, and there, now the arrow looks big on the side of its uh, ribs, but it's still sticking out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here, let me get that for you. Okay. Pull it out. All right. So you hear... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Um, anyway, I, I do feel that... <laughs> where have you traveled from? Another time, perhaps? I have no idea. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, we came don't from really the, know. the Spore City. Well, I mean, yes, that's where what? we came from. What, but is this? what is the Spore City? Well, um, it's like... You ever heard of a mushroom? I mean, you spend time in a tummy. You ever eat, like, mushroom pizza? Are you familiar with that? I am very familiar, yes. All right, it's like those mushrooms, except they're, they're like, sentient or whatever. I don't Uh, bloody know. I used to be a god, though, so... Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, very impressive. I know. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Well, are you uh, earthlings as as well as, as, as I am? I don't think so. Maybe? What is the name of the, uh, the sphere in which you inhabit? Voyanaya? That sounds not like Earth. Um, I, I guess I shouldn't uh, you know, assume that you would have just been from our future. Uh, it could be from elsewhere. A possibility I must explore straight away that these elsewheres do exist. Um, of course, after them, but this business with the goat is over. I'm sorry. So, are you are you usually a worm or like? No. What What's happening no, here? I, I am part of the humanity here on Earth, but my form would not have been so subtle to to be in this place. Uh, as you may have noticed, the moment you arrived, you stood out quite a bit to my little prozoan friends who tried to dide- digest you. Uh, I, did I not... thought they were my friends. Um, well, th- uh, perhaps the ones inside you are, but these uh, perhaps thought of you as a little bit of a snack for the host that they inhabit. Okie dokie. So what's our goal here? What you got to do? What's what's step two? You're you're a goose now, yes, so step swan, one actually. doesn't matter. Well, look at my beautiful feathers. These would not be ones that would be housed on a goose. A swan is a much more majestic creature. All right. So they're all ducks to me, pretty much. So what's step two? Well, that was pretty racist, but all right. Hey, I'm a gnome. <laughs> I ha- I handle that all the time. <laughs> and you see. Uh, you know, again, this is the tongue of this creature sticking out with its 
Just swans have teeth on the bottom of their tongues. There's a bandana all of those over things. that tongue. I'm looking everywhere except at this strange swan worm thing. Umu's looking through his pack trying to find some blaze orange. Well. <laughs> um, but my goal here, I, I know not why you traveled, but my goal here is to save this, what would seemingly be a rather unremarkable weather, uh, in all ways, save for its unique situation in an experiment that may influence the course of human history as we, or I suppose I should say I, know it. All right, so, I mean, Umu, what's next? You, you This is your trip, right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm not really sure, you know, what the point of it is. I'm just supposed to be, become friends with animals, so I'm guessing that's the goat. Well, it's not the the wiggly things. <laughs> yes, no, it is not the wiggly things of uh, for certain. This goat is most in need of a friend at this juncture in its existence. Um, What's wrong with it? Well, <sighs> the nature of this situation is difficult to formulate if you don't already understand it. Though maybe as travelers here, you already know the details of the outcome. I don't know why I should assume otherwise. Otherwise, why would you have come? You must have known that this was a very important juncture in the history of my world, and you've come here to view it, no doubt. Yes, completely intentionally. But just for the sake of fun, why don't you tell us everything? I, I would enjoy to, but I would also like to know how it all turned out before anybody intervened. Um, we save everything, and it goes down the path of good. The manatee turns out to be fine. <laughs> oh, yes, the manatee, of course. Um, hmm. That was a lie. Grease was a Yeah, and go ahead and roll a deception check. Yeah. Kira is still incredibly uncomfortable and trying to not look anywhere. Deception. That's a 14. 17. I don't... He he seems like you know what you're talking about, if that's what you're trying to get across. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in short, I do believe the predicament has something to do with this. And he uh, kind of casts this light out of the ruffles in his feathers that extend right. up into the walls around you. Uh, and it's What's the, the lining of this front stomach of this goat, basically. But instead of being coated with the sorts of things you might expect a stomach to be coated with, you see all of these, like, eyeballs on the insides oh. of the stomach that blink all in unison yeah. and stare down at the group of you in the middle. I don't, I don't like that. No, indeed. Um, this presence is, is something that the goat uh, cannot abide for long either, I'm afraid. Uh, it is imperative that this goat survives. Unfortunately, I am unsure how to aid it, aside from bulwarking its physical constitution, but it does need more. It needs some feral and uniquely caprine need met. And try as I might, despite all of my most erudite exercises and empathy, I just don't think it's possible for a man to know what it is truly like to be a goat. Well, I know what it's like to be a goat. 
So, you got me. Indeed, and I believe maybe this is why you uh, came upon this exposition, knowing that this uh, information of uh, being a transmutation into a goat, is this something you were able to do? Still? Or were you a goat in a previous life? Um, well, see, here's the thing. Um, I didn't read my spell book very good. And in it, it says I'm not allowed to transform into different things or or God said that. I'm not really sure at this point. It was a long time ago. Yes. I don't know if I'm allowed to turn into a goat anymore. I could, I could rightly try. Well, you see, understanding the rules don't allow you to break them as easily as you might have at one time in your life. Um, that is something that we are trying to teach like your people in this experiment. Uh, to break the rules of humanity under which they were born and the things that they thought that they knew were their limits. All right, bloody hell, I'll so... try it. And I'll cast Alter Self. R- roll an Arcana check. We'll see how that goes. 19. Is that with your bonus? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I'm a sexy goat with abs. Not, <laughs> not with the 19. But you are a goat boy. Now, like a satyr, like what a, do you mean? Like, yes. there's a word Ca- for like that. A, a fawn or a satyr. Oh, oh no, <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Oh, indeed. Wait, is he top half goat, bottom half dude, or top half dude, bottom half goat? No, he's like a bipedal <laughs> goat. or a left side dude, left side boy, <laughs> right side <laughs> goat. Uh, I like to sail to that, but I, I was kind of thinking oh. it just a bipedal. Goat man, who was more goat. You said goat boy. Well, yeah, goat boy, because he's a gnome. (laughs) (laughs) But that's your call, how Uh, the goats divided up. I like like divided in half, but not hot dog style or hamburger style. I like it split down, like, like diagonally. So, like, top, like, this top-ish section is boy. This lower, like the assless chaps section, is yes. goat. Okay, I could see that, but it, it but has well, sort that's of actually a quite diagonal fortunate. or uneven line. That, where that's one, actually quite yeah, fortunate, so his tail can fit out through the hole. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and other things that he may need to get rid of. Just goats are always pooping. It was just a poop, <laughs> poop reference. <Okay. laughs> That was my first thought, too, if I'm being honest. <laughs> right. Um, well. Nobody else's. <laughs> perhaps then I should give you as much knowledge as possible so that you may be able to uh, help in this endeavor. So I will be as forthcoming as I can with my request. I you put see, on my sunglasses. I feel, <laughs> I feel I hold some level of responsibility for this that our friend is in. You must understand that my world is a world that has largely forgotten the things uh, that they could do, like you have done just now. Uh, while this act Isn't may that be, for the best? <laughs> well, perhaps in some cases uh, it is. Um, but there was a time uh, where every king kept in his court a magician and a seer, and every general worth his salt kept uh, his own seer and someone to hex his enemy when it was time for battle. 
But in my time, while a few leaders still seek the knowledge of a seer, most men call such oracles charlatans, and I dare say that a seer has not set foot in a war room in centuries. But we prepare now in my time to engage a great enemy, one with an ability to destroy mankind as we know it, and one which has used seers to find the secrets of our greatest weapons so that they might create their own. Um, so uh, I have gone to aid my country. So where does the goat come in? Uh, we will get there, my tall... What are you? I'm a half-orc. Yes, a half-orc. Which half? Like his bottom half is the goat. Yes. <laughs> Kira's face is in her hands yet she again. Just, like, she just like she just like glares at the swan really hard. Your vocal cords be in part of the body that's human. No, you think that, but in gnomes inside <laughs> their anatomy, their, their vocal cords actually are right about rib area. Okay, <laughs> this is so strange. <laughs> Yeah, because if they had the short vocal cords in their neck... Wait, hold on. Right about only dogs area. Would hear them. I'm, I'm now asking specifically for disadvantage on all medicine checks for Grease Wizard. From now on. <laughs> <laughs> you have it. Um. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell us more about your weird gnome anatomy. Yes, please do. I've never met someone no, with can their we vocal not? cords I actually have, lower portion. I actually have seven hearts. Thirteen roll, stomachs. Roll, roll. Um, Everybody, roll a nature check. No veins. Eight and thirteen and a half no, brains. I'm Eighteen. I'm proficient. Four. Aaron, right, you know that's not true. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's a nine. Eleven. Kiri, you're pretty sure that's not true. Umu, you're like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can roll a deception check, I suppose, to see he what a comes nine. up on the. Well, that was for a nature check. Oh, he rolled a four. Yeah, you I didn't rolled... have to roll a nature check. Oh, okay. It's you. Unless, I guess that could be, you really do believe that about uh-huh. yourself. Okay. <laughs> so it's not deception anymore. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> he rolled a three. So you do really believe that. And the you can't tell whether or not the, the swan believes that. Okay. Okay, I don't understand anything that's going on. Well, um, you see... I didn't want our country to be at a disadvantage against this great enemy. So like I wanted... they'd have to roll twice? Right. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> don't understand. <laughs> um, I just wanted to teach them how we could look back at our enemy. And for the first time in my nation's history, Asiya, myself, was put into the war room. And the results were undeniably advantageous to our cause. The ability to see in the dark underground places where our enemy keeps their most guarded secrets. Uh, But with this same power, I tried to teach empathy. The ability to, you know, uh, I should say, in in part, uh, an understanding with these enemies. To see through their eyes what they see. Not only for their knowledge and and the, the weapons that they are examining... Um, but also the innermost workings of their armies uh, and the innermost workings of the men themselves. For to truly know that man, I thought, would be to lose your ability to hate him. This hate is the driving factor behind this fear that we have of our enemy. 
And maybe perhaps we could conquer both of them by the use of this clairvoyance. And so the goat... Maybe the goat is yes. their enemy. The, the goat. Um, we're getting there, you see. The vision of being able to understand what is happening has something to do with these. And he points up uh, at the eyes. I did find, however, that war rooms have never valued hugs or rainbows or peace. So instead... Shocking. They've taken my protocols and they've bastardized their purposes to imbue not empathy for a creature, but rather a close and blistering hatred. This intention can be used to see and to heal, and I'm afraid it can also be used to kill. And that is always what the generals of the world have valued over everything else. But even if they had a magician in their court in those times, a magician with such power, they had never institutionalized it, never felt it themselves, never outfitted the rank and file of their armies with it. But we are at a juncture where the face of our Caprine friend here is tied inexorably to the fate of the world. For our friend, that we now inhabit, is part of an experiment designed to prove unequivocally the power of directed hate. And now, in this moment, a particularly gifted psychic has all of his will bent against the life of this creature, and it is taking its toll. Okay, but well what did the goat do to him? The goat has done nothing. The goat is the subject of this experiment to see if this directed hatred from one creature to another can be enough to cause the death of such a creature. Okay, but like, how, how are they generating this much hate for the goat? This man, who is one of the ones I trained here in this program, um, has an extremely powerful psychic gift. But it is not a gift that is unknown by other men, but rarely unlocked, because they believe those things are not possible. If this man proves that those things are indeed possible, and this goat dies, well, I believe that will unlock in mankind the ability to use their pure hatred against their brothers to their demise. But is, I'm asking... Is this men who stare at goats? <laughs> no comment. This is men who stare at goats. But, like, did they make, like, racist propaganda of the goat? Or, like, <laughs> like I'm not following. No, the protocols are much more, uh, I should say white bread than that? Do you, do you know this expression? No. What? White bread. Uh, vanilla. Oh! They are... You I make most, vanilla bread here. I mostly eat no, mushrooms. No. <laughs> Never mind. The, the protocols of the experiment had no such hmm, ways of de demonizing said goat. They merely requested that somebody focused all of their intentions upon the goat, all of the hatred that they held for the other things within society, people they have met in their lives, old grudges that they have contained, and direct that energy instead of at many creatures in sort of a, a scattershot fashion, so directing it like an energy beam against one, particularly here. 
this joke. So it's not hatred for the goat. It's hatred for that guy who took his socks and shoes off on the flight and like the dude who cut in front of you in line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the hatred that I speak of. Oh. Gotcha. I got an idea. Let's direct our hatred for Dern back at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate him. I just, I'm sad. I was just teasing. It's, I, it's easier I'm to not make, mad. I'm disappointed. It's easier <laughs> to make jokes about the things that hurt you. I don't believe that <laughs> hatred will be uh, able to quench this hatred. You understand sometimes you do fight fire with fire, but more often water is required. I believe we need to show rather love for this goat to counteract this hatred. Love you insist. And I, I kneel down. Tommy. Okay. And you I walk over. <laughs> okay. So like, Kira, Kira and the grease wizard kind of trot through some of the liquid between these fermenting piles of uh, vegetation that you were standing on, go over to the lining of this stomach where you notice there are still just eyes blinking back at you. And Kira, no, I was going by my feet and just like, Okay, there. the vegetation? No, I'm going to the eyes. I guess. <laughs> so Kira pets the vegetation. Good and the grease wizard goes up to the eyes. And pokes them. The goat I'll cast message as well. All and, right. And speak, I love you. I'm a goat man too. Well, goat boy, but I'm a goat boy. I'm inside you and I love you. <laughs> okay, roll a... Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> you are so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the skill list? <laughs> Roll an animal handling check. <laughs> Turn it. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, you just hear the tummy rumble a little bit. Oh, good boy. Good boy. <laughs> Oh my you you think I should get advantage on that since I'm a goat and I I know where since you're I know where my and first you're inside him and you I, love him. Um, I know what my first tummy would really like. Probably not. <laughs> All right, I pull out a sausage. It's a little moldy, <laughs> okay. and I toss you it into the stomach. You don't still have sausage. Okay. You don't still have sausage. You just toss it into the pile of vegetation. No, <laughs> into the like digestion. <sighs> area okay like where the juices are yeah all right you see some of those little protozoa creatures come up and start like gnawing on it i just want to say this is very like madeline lingle like (laughs) yeah a wind in the door like all right well that worked you ready to go home i i don't believe that will suffice um right I turn towards Umu and I'm like, what do we have to do to get out of here? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we should be listening to the, the tapeworm slash swan, swan person and show love. I'm not really sure how to do that myself. I'm thinking. So what do you suggest we do then, Swan? Well, um, this experiment uh, is in occurring in earnest at this current moment, and it will conclude within the next few hours. So our time here is critical. I, I, I cannot understate the fact that I believe that if men in my world were to wield this power and mass, 
the power that causes um, discordance in the very molecules of a creature, in the very bones of our planet, in the, in the very fabric of what keeps our universe from unraveling well, the mm. Holocaust that that would perpetrate will be something from which we may never recover. This goat must endure, but its mind suffers from grave psychic assault, tearing on its very identity, and its heart, well, its heart has suffered an injurious schism. I am taxed myself to the extreme to fight against the ulcers and damage that have, and the damage that has been done, done? It's been, this is, oh, it's such a taxing time that has been done to the guts of this poor creature in its anxious state. Uh, I believe I should remain here for at least a while to bolster its intestinal fortitude um, for from which it draws the center of its physical strength. But I believe its mind must also be cleared and the damage to its heart must be repaired. All right, so let's jump in a vein, right? Ride that that little body all the way up to the heart, beat around a couple times, then uh, go ahead and ride it up to the brain and clear it all out. What do you think? Umu, this is your quest. Like, I feel like you should make the call here. I do believe that the failure of its heart is more imminent than that of its mind, for the mind has more coping mechanisms than does a tender heart like that of a goat. That sounds like a good idea. How do we get to veins from the stomach? Oh, oh, excuse me. Uh, this was a representation, and he waves his wing a little bit, and the eyes on the side of the stomach lining go away. Oh. Cool. Um, you would go through the side of the, the lining here. You could probably find access to such a vein. Ew. This is all just very <laughs> gross. Um... All right, well, I'm going to roll a perception check, see if I see any veins. I probably do not. These dice don't like me very much. It's a seven. You're not touching Oh, wait, mine. no, this would be investigation, I would, I would expect. Yeah, this could be investigation. That would be... Thirteen. Mine's still a four. <laughs> okay. Uh... It's kind of hard to see. It's pretty dark. And, I mean, you're, we're sort of scaling, obviously, your vision, even though you're inside of a goat. It's more than the equivalent of sort of 60 feet away to, you know, the, some of the sections of the line. And you can see what you're standing near, but you don't see anything that you think you could slip through or anything like that. I realize that I can't see anything. So I pull out... Uh-huh. Fresnel? Fresnel. Okay. Our wondrous item buddy. Yeah, so Fresnel uh, comes out of your bag, you kind of tap him on the head, and he sprouts his little arms and legs, and he starts wandering around the around you, shining light around the room, kind of trying to get his bearings until you focus him anywhere. Uh, and as he does that, you do see a couple places, uh, not too far from where the main group is standing, that is actually spurting in something from the sides uh, into this stomach or rumen. I go taste it. 
What? Uh, why? Why do you go straight down? Um, roll a constitution saving throw, please. I'm a wizard, I've, and I've been dealing with all the humors. I, I'll That's know true. by taste only. That's nasty. That's a 19 plus okay. uh, three. So for a constitution save, that's fair. You're going to take uh, half damage. You oh. take two acid damage. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Um, and roll a. It seems appropriate. Either nature or arcana check based on your knowledge of humors. <coughs> Eighteen plus eight. Okay, bile. This is a, oh some sort of bile. <laughs> this is bile. Why did you put it in your mouth? <laughs> I know the taste of blood. <laughs> You're very strange. Um, that's what they tell me. I do think you may need to ride the veins, or I should say the uh, arteries, from the heart to the brain. But I may be able to actually get you to the heart. Um, I have a little bit of power left that may get you there, if you would prefer. Or I can save it for later. Uh, I hope to finish the task I have here in, in the... Stomach and the intestines, and maybe give you a hand with uh, your task in the brain. Um, so that will be your call. I am. I have been in here. Well, I, I don't. Mean, I don't know well, how. how we time we don't want to use too much of your power. Can you just point us in the right direction? Uh, I believe I saw some uh, some veins as I traversed around here through some of the levels of tissue, but it may require you swim under some of this liquid and, and through that tissue to find one. <laughs> I'm Must not be. a huge fan of that idea. No, me neither. Wake me up! I'm ready to wake up! <laughs> I punch Arn in the arm. Arn's just shouting on the side of the room, <laughs> furiously pinching herself over and over You again. see one of those little, like, protozoic creatures come over and kind of just look up at you. I swatted out of the sky. Okay. I th- not sky, out of the air. Okay, so you just kind of swat at it and knock it back into the water. Yes. Okay. So, uh, what'll it be? Do I we have swim to swim in that stuff? Do we have to swim in it? Wait, are we really here? Because I thought he said that our bodies would stay, but our minds would go. If we're not really here, then maybe I can handle it. Okay. Would we even have an answer to that question? Uh, yeah, roll a, uh... Please roll well. Roll Let's roll a wisdom check. Hey, I'm a druid. Yes. That's a 20. Yeah. Um, you've traveled this way before, and you know that, you know, people have been in the same room with you and told you what your body was doing at the particular time, so you don't have any inclination that this is your true body here. Uh, in this place. It's just some projection of your spirit or something. But if you die in the game, do you die in real life? You've never died in the game. Okay. So you, you don't know yeah, that for sure. I hope but I, I will, don't die. I will say if anybody dies in tonight's session, you do die in real life. Oh, okay. I don't want to <laughs> die. We're not going to die. I'm not dying in a goat's stomach, like, period. Well, perhaps it's hot. No, <laughs> who asked you? Sorry. I mean, personally, I think it's better for him to save his power for to use later. Just get a little sticky. That's fine. I'm usually a little and, sticky. And acid damage well, or bile damage. Well, it's only two points. Yeah, when you taste, when you put a little tip of it on your tongue, not when you submerge yourself completely in it. 
Umu says, let's just have him teleport us. Who else? Anybody? I can deal with teleportation. I'm just along for the ride. All right, Umu. Teleport it is. Why don't you send us there? Well, I will see you on the other side. Hi, thanks for listening to the Date Night Podcast with me, Amy. If you like the show, we can really use your help to spread the word. Share the show with a friend or a family member who you think might enjoy the story. You can also help by following us on social media like Facebook and Twitter at Date Night Podcast and sharing our posts from there. That's also the best way to follow our giveaways and announcements about the show. Now, back to the action. I will see you on the other side. And I don't like the sound of that. All of a sudden, there's no basically sensation of moving or anything you just teleport into not what you would expect having just been in a very physical uh stomach right in this particular oh, thank god in this particular case you're in more of like an absence like the, a nothingness there's not any like open air that you're falling through but instead like a space of non-physical representations. Like you're on a canvas, and it's a canvas that hasn't been affected by anything that you're used to. Things like... For Hobgoblin Ross. (laughs) Right. No, it's even blanker than Hobgoblin Ross's canvases. This is one that isn't affected by things like gravity or matter, a place that doesn't have light, but it also sort of doesn't contain darkness either. It's this kind of deprivation of your senses um, that washes over you until slowly the things like senses and physics or at least the faintest whispers of their edges creep back in knowledge of yourself. Um, gained by subtle unconscious measurements of your relation to those edges, the, the edges of those things like physics until you are present enough to feel connections to the material. They're not solid or permanent like you're used to, but they're, they are familiar. They're kind of like the connections that you make when you're in a dream um, or those that you experience uh, when practicing your religion, umu, or even feelings that you may have had uh, in any romantic experiences that transcribe with words um, because they're sort of created inside the edges that usually box us in. This canvas doesn't have those edges. Uh, Between the four of you is a faintly glowing group of shapes, pieces of what looked like an abstract representation of a heart, a drawing of a heart. But it's separated by this non-material distance that's sort of around you. Uh, It's split up into into four segments. Um, It's easy enough to see that the four of them should be able to fit together. Uh, It's all the pieces are there, but they are just sort of apart and drifting. Kira walks up to them and tries to push them together. Okay. As you put pressure on them, instead of the section actually moving, the edges bend like you're pushing on kind of the side of a rubber band. So sort of as you try to push them, they just, uh, lose their shape a little bit, and as you take your hands back off of them, they 
sort of spring back out to their original shapes. And when you do, uh, you hear like uh, a discordant sounding tone as the shapes undulate out of form briefly in sort of a random waving motion. And then a harmonious set of tones plays and they form back into their respective shapes. Um, Cure wounds? Okay. Just a little bit of energy into the heart. Um, And as you touch it, like, and you put that energy in, it runs around the circle of the band and back into your own hand and heals you for however much you roll. Seven. Okay. So you heal for seven. And then you hear uh, a kind of colorless voice ripple through the room, and it just says, Begin. Um, Um, All right. And about a moment after that, there's a confetti-like stream of tapestries that flutter into existence all around you. They fall seemingly from the sky, but also from below until they make a sphere around you completely. Uh, it's about, if, if we can try to judge the distance about a hundred feet away from the central shapes. So like that's, it's, uh, uh, it's like a 50 foot radius and each tapestry depicts a goat in various situations And each is shaped like one or the other of the four shapes that float in front of you. A bunch of tapestries here um, pieced together like a jigsaw puzzle, a 3D one, to make a sphere around you with the images facing in. And all the pieces only have four different potential shapes. And those shapes each match one of the four unique shapes of the heart pieces. Are we supposed to rearrange them somehow? Okay, where am I? Where are you? Yeah, no, like, no, that's what I say. Okay. And if you guys bothered to look around, you would see that when we reformed out of this void, Aaron is gone. All right, who's, who's there? Who's talking? <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> Who are you? I didn't notice because <laughs> you were busy playing with the heart. But when you finally, like, look back at the group, you realize that Aaron is not there anymore. And there is a tall, like roughly the same size, uh, dragonborn woman standing where Aaron was a minute ago. Cool. Um, Who are you? Hi, Kira. I I wasn't expecting to run into you like this. This is really embarrassing. Um, I'm Ama. Kira's just a gape. (laughs) Uh. Huh? I we've met before, Greasy. I mean, come on. You really don't remember me at all. But no. Where's Aaron? I'm Aaron. No, Thought you're you were not. Alma. Well, I'm I'm Alma now, but most of the time I'm Aaron. Do you know how to play this game? <laughs> <laughs> Spewed over everything. I thought I had a. I thought I had an easy opportunity to take a drink during this. Apparently not. Just assume no one was going to say and anything are, funny. Are you, are you referring to the? I think he's referring to the, the heart. Thing. The heart okay. Simon says we got going on. Bing bong. 
I'm just waiting for one of them to flash blue. <laughs> yes, in all my infinite wisdom, I know everything. Green. It's gonna be. It's gonna be green. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So you do know how to play this game. Of course, I am all knowing. No, I'm level five. What are you talking about? So, What's a level? <laughs> all right, so I take it well. you are one of the mm-hmm. pieces mm-hmm. that are you red or blue? Up, <laughs> don't worry about it. That make up Aaron, right? Yep. All right. I used to be able to do that too, right? I mean, yes. And that kind killed of. him, right? I, I, I don't know. Oh, so which one? Which side are you? Are you, you know, the the one that's here or the the cool one? I I don't understand. What? I don't understand the question. Are you the god one or are you the other one? I guess I would be the other one. Oh, all right. Well, let's solve this game then. Is is Arin the god one? Ooh. No, Arin isn't the god. Arin, oh, Umu, you weren't there for that whole Umu's conversation. Very confused. <laughs> uh, okay, so long story short, uh, Arin is and Greasy used to be a combination of two different spirits from different uh, ethereal planes, and so. Arin, if you think about it, Arin is purple, and I guess you could say I'm blue, and there's also red, but red okay, is kind of okay. under the surface right you now. You have to understand, Umu's done a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so this makes perfect sense to him. <laughs> so I'm on board, little buddy. So I think oh, I got no, it. Like, no, like, I get it. Like, I have an intelligence of 10. Like, I get it, but. All right. Well, nice to meet you, I guess. We've I mean, we've met, met but... What I... was I like over there? Right? What was I like? I don't remember if I've met you, like, not in this plane I'm before I'm not normally or not. a deer, by the way. Good to Greasy, know. his part was from Elysium. Oh, right. What's, what's Alma? Yeah. It was from the Feywild. Oh. Well, she's just saying she knows me, so... I mean, I do know, like... I do know I mean, we've been sp- traveling together for like months. I suppose. All right. Well, nice to meet you. Um, I think we need to finish this puzzle because I think I'm stuck like this until uh, we get out of here. And I'd really like to go back to being orange. So let's uh, buckle down. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Tries mending on the heart. On the heart. All right. As you reach forward to touch it. You're reaching down to uh, cast, and the smallest portion of the heart, which is basically the the bottom tip that's kind of uh, cut off from the rest, glows with a green pulsating outline. And you hear the voice say, One, Philia. Philia? I don't know. Is that someone from your world? Ama? Stop. Okay, you guys got to stop assuming I know everything. Just assume I'm stupid like Aaron, okay? Oh, all right. That'll be easy. All right, so... Hey. I don't oh. think Aaron's stupid. <laughs> oh, you haven't been with her that much. Does anybody know <laughs> what philia means? I do. Wait, maybe we should be writing this down. I am. Nope, I do not. 
Umu looks around for the word philia on any of the paintings, I okay. guess. As, uh, go ahead and roll investigation. Four! <laughs> uh, that's good enough to know that there's no... It doesn't look like there's any words on any of the tapestries. This is like a, a, a picture book, more than, <laughs> more than one of those ones with the words on it. Umu looks for the artistic representation of the word philia. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps a picture of Philadelphia. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the word like uh, I guess that would be a maybe history, but but the word doesn't ring any bells for you. And we looks for bells. <laughs> Grease Wizard has I a bunch of them in his pants. So you just see. I'll sort of redescribe it. The the four heart pieces in the middle, one of which is currently glowing green, which is basically shaped like a triangle because it's the bottom tip of the heart that's cut off, not large at all. Then you've got the, the tapestries that form the sphere around you about 100 feet away. Um, everybody roll one more investigation check real quick. Even Oof. better. 22. Three. 22. 19. 22. Kira and... Uh, Greasy, you think maybe they were a hundred feet away, but maybe they've inched ever so uh, just a little bit closer toward you. All so right. basically, if we don't figure this out, we're going to die? By painting. You don't know. All right. This is timed, everyone. It's timed. Um. All right. Well, don't take out the hourglasses. Mm-hmm. No. So, um. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh. Is there another... I touch a different heart piece. Uh, as you touch one of the other heart pieces, nothing happens. I touch the green heart piece. One, philia, begin. Philia. Um, I'll, I'll kiss nothing. the other heart piece. I've kissed one of them. Show it lots of love. None of the... You've tried... To touch them or mend them or kiss them. None of the other heart pieces seem to react other than their shapes. So each painting uh, has, undulate. Each painting has one of these heart pieces in them. No, each painting is shaped, shaped like one of the four heart pieces, and they're stuck together like that jigsaw kind of a puzzle. Uh, the there's some. The paintings are stuck together. Yeah, because they're around you in that sphere. Okay. There is Do a little bit look- of white space between some of them to fill in some of the gaps uh, that are all different kinds of shapes. But each one of the tapestries is shaped like one of the four pieces of the heart. Do they look like they're telling a story out of order? Maybe. Um, it definitely looks like there's scenes on each one of these tapestries that. Uh, depict the goat at maybe different points throughout its life. Like you can see some things that are uh, the goat when it's younger or older or anything like that. Umu shouts the word philia at the triangular shaped <laughs> tapestry. Okay. Philia! At the, okay, so the, there's actually five different tapestries that are shaped like the uh, bottom of the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> five. I, I don't know... Those are two live longer and prospers and a thumb. <laughs> I'm a, a Mosin. Oh, only you're got, Mosin hands. I have hoof hands. <laughs> okay. No, he's a deer One, right now. Two, oh, yeah. Three, I guess you still five. are kind of a deer, right? I still now. have cloven hooves. Aww, you're a deer. You're such a deer. Or a deer. Hold folk. on. There's the timer going. <laughs> That's true. Um, so the five different 
tapestries. Oh dear, I forgot. That are shaped like the triangle, the smallest ones. One has a goat eating grass in a large, pleasant field of rolling hills with other goats around it. One has the goat with its head stuck through a white wood fence as it rests on its knees, panting heavily. And another one, the goat is curled up on a bed of fresh straw, taking a nap. Uh, In the fourth, the goat is jumping playfully with another goat. And in the fifth, the goat is butting heads with a rival. The one with the green grass. Um, I shout Philia at the one with the green grass. As you shout at the uh, the tapestries, nothing seems to happen. I go touch the one where he's having fun with his goat friend. Okay. As you touch it, you see that the tapestries look like they can peel off of the white surface under, it off. underneath them. Okay. You rip it off. The of sky's darkened. Cthulhu has been reaping off. <laughs> and, uh, and the um, tapestries shrink just a little bit to take up some of that space of the piece that you took off. And now you're just uh, holding yeah. it. What do I'll you do go with put it? Put it on the heart. All right. So you go and put it in the like it would fit in terms of putting it into that shape. Mm-hmm. All right. And as you do, which one was this? The 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 bottom goat the triangle. The goat, goat friend. friend number four. The one where they're playing. Yeah. Okay. So you take it. You put it down into the triangle section of the heart, and the heart comes back to you and says, or the voice comes back and says, Philia. Yes. Good. And you watch um, the image image inside the triangle shimmers like a pool and liquefies. And as it does, it fills up the shape so that when you push against the side, it's firm now. Instead of pushing in like a rubber band, I poke at another this section of heart. This goat has a rich emotional life. So yeah, as you poke at another section, you can see that the rubber bands are still pliable. You touch it. I touch another heart piece. Pliable like a rubber band. I touch the philia piece that we just fixed. That one does not move. Like it's sturdy now and rigid. Simon says. Next, you see the <laughs> dun, dun, the top dun, dun. right arch of the heart starts to glow green, and the voice says, "To store J, begin." Store J. Mm-hmm. How do I you shout, spell that? I shout at that heart uh, piece. Store you J. Don't, well, you wouldn't. This isn't a word you recognize. For our notes, how do you spell that? However you want. Uh, Phonetically is how I I just want to say that they said that Umu and Greasy did a high five, except Greasy is half goat right now, and the mental image of their cloven hooves (laughs) smacking against each other. Yeah, are your hands very bad? What are your hands? One is goatee. Okay. From the shoulder to the Okay, on a timer, is this relevant information? It is. It's my goal to make sure you keep talking about that stuff. So Umu turns around, looks (laughs) for the the, the tapestries that have the same shape, Shape. shouts Storje at it. (laughs) Okay. Storje! I look at them. You do. Um, Shouting at them doesn't seem to have an effect. Okay. Investigation Um, 21. Uh, Well, the four, there are four with this shape. So I can tell you with that investigation check what they depict. One is a goat standing next next to another goat, and that goat that it's standing next to is on its back with its legs sticking straight up in the air. Oh, so it's a fainting goat. Uh, the second one, nice. if you're optimistic, the yeah, second that's one, what I uh, no. <laughs> the goat is younger uh, and it's nursing from its mother as the mother is 
uh, affectionately nuzzling it. Aww. And the third one, the goat is gazing at a reflection of itself in a freshly filled drinking bucket. In the fourth, the goat is standing in a field with a dozen other goats that is alive with the colors of wildflowers. Umu runs towards the one with the, the, the mother goat. Mother goat? Okay. Yeah. As you get there, you can see you can peel it off the white section. And it looks like you're making the motion to peel it. Umu <laughs> runs back and throws it on the... Okay. Heart piece. The uh, is it the sphere the sphinx back? just a, a little bit more. The sphere sphinx. No, they're not <laughs> so really not sticky. Like, like you couldn't put it back up. Oh. Like it's t- it's threaded in, but with very fine connections in terms of those. Wait, what happened when I did the thing? So you take the thing, you put it into the top right arch that's glowing green, um, and you hear the voice come back and say, "Storje, good." And the same sort of thing happens where the picture turns into a liquefied uh, form, shimmers for just a moment, and then almost um, almost solidifies enough to stop the, the edges from moving again. I Umu, don't understand. Umu shouts Philia Storge at the remaining pieces. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One turns green. Now, timer, 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 yeah, go. Yeah, so the next one touching uh, turns green. <laughs> the third one is the left arch of the heart, which is similar to the, the right side in shape, but, uh, you know, uh, the reverse. Uh, and as you... Strange words. You, you want to look at the... Uh, I want to hear the word. Tapestries. tapestries. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, what word? Um, the voice says, three, agape, begin. All right. And we turn around. Are these and we look all at the... Greek words? Umu looks for, for the for the agave no shaped Greek. one. Huh? Umu looks for the agave shaped one. All right. Not agave. Agape. <laughs> Roll investigation <laughs> checks if you're looking. See how fast you can find those. Right it's hard to tell which ones are shaped right <laughs> with a six. I got a nineteen. All right, greasy. Uh, with Ten. Nineteen. You find three. Shaped like uh, the left arch. Okay. In one, the goat is depicted in a pen adjacent to a pen with another goat and <laughs> seems to be nudging an uneaten ear of corn under the fence. The second one, the goat is depicted reaching out a hoof toward a lady goat while his tongue lolls out of his mouth I'm and sorry, his what? eyes grow cartoonishly large. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I think... <laughs> the third one, the goat is scratching its back on the side of a fence post with a very satisfied look on its face. All right, I pull off the one of the cartoon and I put it in my pack. I pull off the other <laughs> one. I'm going to save this shrinks, for later. a little bit. Uh, I pull off the one that has him scratching his back. Okay. I, I would have gone with no, the corn one. With the the corn. corn? Here, First I'll touch you... my corn smart tin. <laughs> okay. And I'll say, hey, Crinkle. Should I choose corn? Yeah, it sounds like you're in a hole or something, like really far away. Yeah, I'm talking to you from some spirit trip dream something. Gotcha. We're on a timer. <laughs> I'm on board. All What's right. up? So, should I choose corn? It's half eaten. Always choose corn. Even half eaten corn. Uh, eaten by what? Goats. Ooh. Uh, what? What's your other option? Um, A goat scratching his back. Oh, boy. I like to... I always like to take care of a good itch, but... What was the one you put in your so, pack? Sometimes corn takes a cartoon. He was Car- reaching towards a female goat, goat, and his eyes were all goo-goo-gaga. I think that one was the one we should have picked. No, I think it's the corn one. Of course you would right, think it's the corn one. Uh, I don't really have any context. What kind of... Um, <laughs> um, I, I would always pick... Agape uh, is wait. like true love. Okay. What are your friends saying? 
Um, they're talking about. I stole this other poster. It's got this goat. It's hilarious. It's got a cartoon of a goat, and he's got these big cartoon eyes oh, and yeah. a little girl, girl goat. So I'm gonna put this up. We're on a timer at home when I get home. Uh, gotcha. But do you think that one's it? Oh boy, I gotta tell you, I'm not very confident in my reply. No, you can't look up Greek words. Oh. Your characters don't know Greek words. I. If you don't know them, your characters don't know them. Okay. Because they're not from a planet with Greek. Fair enough. All right. Although, to be fair, Uma I didn't said look it up before. and I stand yeah. by corn. All, All right. right. Uh, I really, I'm not very confident, uh, but I like corn. All right. Fine. I'll take the corn. Thank you. Okay. Mwah. Love you. Bye bye. You hang up first. No, you hang up first. You know, you first. Timer. No, you first. Timer. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> like, rip the corn one off and yeah. put it in. All right. You bring it over. You set it inside the pool, and you hear the voice say, Agape, good. And you see it turn into a yes. pool of liquid shimmer. Uh, depict the image for a second as it turns into a more solidified oh, form. I understand what we're doing now. Philia, and Storge, Agape. The fourth, <laughs> the, <laughs> the fourth piece is a middle. How close are the walls at this point? It's kind of squarish. Uh, the walls are probably... About halfway in. Oh, We're doing okay. really good. Yeah. Uh, a little bit more than half. Oh. Maybe 60% in. Um, so you hear the voice say, Four, Eros, begin. And uh, I know what that one means. Which one has but Eros? Pure doesn't. Look for the picture I of Eros. I know what that one means. Oh, uh, that's a 10. Oh, it was a 20 for a split second. Umu looks for Eros. Wait, what kind of check is <laughs> this? Investigation. <laughs> 17. Umu, you're staring at some of the white sections, and because the fabric is kind of wrinkled, it looks like arrows. I found it. <laughs> so you're trying to pull part of the white section off, and it's not budging. Okay, so <laughs> since I rolled a 17, does Ama... Yeah, I think Ama's going to be the one to see these. I almost did, and then I didn't. didn't. Okay, well, that doesn't matter then. <laughs> so there's some square-shaped pieces. How many? Uh, three. Uh, in one, the goat is eating out of the hand of its master. In another, the goat is drinking from a quiet stream while other goats rest in its shallows. Mm -hmm. And in another, um, a younger depiction, it seems, of this goat is mounting a doe during a thunderstorm. (laughs) It's what? (laughs) It's um, mounting him. The second one. The goat is drinking from the quiet stream. I pulled the third one down and put it in my. In my <laughs> no, that's the answer. I think we. You've think, got it, and it shrinks just. You know a little what? I I like liter- like I literally don't want to touch this line of greasy. Come put this in the middle piece. All right, sure. Uh, which one? Which one? The, the goat sex one. The goat sex one. No, I, I still want think that one it's the second house. one. Well, that's the answer. Alma would have saw it first with the investigation check. So oh, fine. She might have showed it to you, and you start to put it in your pocket, which is. Fine. <laughs> Look at him firmly and say, no. <laughs> no. Fine. Timer. Timer, 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 Fine. timer, 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 timer. Put it in. Just put it in. All right. I put it in. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> I hit him very hard. All right. As you put Does it, it in. Does it get hard? <laughs> <laughs> Give it a minute. <laughs> All right, so you put it into the middle of the heart, um, and uh, just wait for a second, and then you hear, Eros, good, 
and you see it transform into a liquid again, (laughs) ripple until the image fades, and then it kind of creates a solid point in the heart. Um, (laughs) So after you do that, the heart pieces themselves, instead of glowing individually around each section of the heart, glow with the same green glow around the um, entirety of the heart. Uh, and they start forcing themselves back together. The tapestries that are around you start expanding back outward and flutter again back to wherever they came from. And as they do, and the heart kind of uh, reattaches itself to all of the pieces, it it stops having kind of this abstract representation, and you see it sort of stitching itself back together with, like, pieces of flesh and mm. you can see veins starting to coalesce inside it That's and not creepy as it does it expands until it's starting to create this uh cavity or chamber around you um in terms of the heart and in basically about a second it's around you and you are now inside of a pumping live heart is hmm. it hard to like keep our balance yeah i mean you're not standing anymore as you get inside the heart. It's full of blood and it's pushing it through. You feel yourselves get pushed through, uh, pushed through a couple of uh, valves like that you have to almost squeeze through to get through. And then you get ejected kind of out of the top of this thing and you can feel yourself on like a reverse uh, water slide. We hope you've enjoyed our date night together. Remember, you can really help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week.